even if I was a fan and let's say that I was a fan of AM football and we were nine one and I saw the, how the weather was going to be on Saturday. I'm watching that game in the comfort of my home, eating brunch in my pajamas, sitting next to a floor heater. Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pot of Aggie Land. Sign your host, yours truly. Chase Lane, number two in the field, number one of those hearts. Really, really happy to say that I can come back on the show following a weekend and actually break down a win. So kudos to us. I know it wasn't the prettiest of wins, and I'll be getting into all of that, you know, just about the score and, you know, the attendance that came out. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, a win is a win. So let's get right into it. I don't have a quote of the day for you guys today. I apologize, but... Um, I just kind of want to just get into the win, you know, and just talk about uh, everything that went into that. So let's get right into it. So, yeah, so we we we, uh, we won the game 20 to three. Um, wasn't the prettiest of wins, like I stated earlier. Um, you know, I think a lot played into that. And I know it's not really an excuse, but we're a bunch of Texas guys. We, we play football in the state of Texas, so. I do believe that the the weather that day played a, a, a huge factor in the way we played because, you know, you just saw, uh, like, guys just making, like, uncharacteristic mistakes. Like, um, Moose, he fumbled after a big catch. Um, Donovan Green, he fumbled. Uh, Connor Wegman, he fumbled. Uh, Ernest Cronover, he fumbled. And, you know, just guys who, uh, who have good ball security and, and don't make those kinds of mistakes. And, uh, you know, the ball was very, very, very wet. And, the field was, you know, just a a cave, that's a mess. So I do believe that the the weather played a huge factor. If I if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like 39 degrees at kickoff, and it was raining during kickoff, and then you know the wind was playing a factor. So, uh, yeah, not typically what we're used to, but you know, if uh, we still have to find a way to adapt. So, like I said, not an excuse on our part for only putting up 20 points in. Uh, but yeah, um, look at some stats. Connor Wegman, 11 of 19, 191 yards, one touchdown. And he actually ran the ball eight times for 66 yards. And I think that surprised a lot of people. And I don't know why, but if you go back and you actually watch Connor Wegman's like high school film, like he is a dual threat quarterback and he has always made plays with his legs and, you know, he, he got some wiggle in him. So seeing that, uh, was like, dang, like, in all the games he's played this year, I don't remember him having any, like, big runs like that. So it was nice to, like, see him, like, you know, go back to his old form, you know. Um, despite everything that was going on in that game, uh, he, he he showed true poise, um, you know, confidence in, in himself and in, in, in his teammates. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be really good for years to come because he's showing so much maturity and poise and, you know, just growth. He's growing, he's growing every week. And uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for his future. But uh, I was really happy that he was able to get his first win as a starting quarterback. So you know that you don't take those lightly. And um, I think this will give us uh, a good confidence for him, but more so for the team going into LSU week. Uh, some other guys who stood out in their uh, first couple of games: uh, Le'Veon Moss. He has 78 yards and one touchdown. 
has some has some uh has some good runs actually and you know he he does that every day in practice and if if you guys were able to come to our practices and if you guys were, were able to see like our team run period like he is a beast and some of the things that he does at practice are like out of this world so I'm really really looking forward to his um growth and you know if if Vaughn comes back if Vaughn doesn't come back whatever decision he makes um if if Le'Veon does get that next that next uh the majority of those snaps next year I think it's going to be something big for him so um I think he's a kind of running back who can give you I think he's a three back down he can make long plays with his legs but he's also a power back and I think if you have running backs who can possess all of those three characteristics, I think you can be very lethal in the backfield. Uh, he reminds me of a Isaiah Spiller. You know, Isaiah Spiller. He was able to you know get those uh, get those crunch yards when you needed him when you, when you needed him to, but then he was also to uh, gash out those long those long plays for long yards. So um, I was really impressed with Le'Veon Moss, and you know, just in in the offense that we're in in the playbook that we have, uh, it can be complex and it can be. Uh, confusing at times, but I feel like he's done a great job of, you know, just coming to work every day and, you know, just um, putting in the work needed to, you know, just master the playbook and just be comfortable out there while he's playing. So um, he's definitely looked much more comfortable since coming in this summer. And uh, one thing about him, man, he's a, he's a grinder. He, he He's really, you know, just monotone, no really expressions, and he just goes to work. So um Kudos to Le'Veon Moss getting his first touchdown and, you know, just uh, giving him confidence as well. Now, I have a question for not only myself, but for everyone who um, listens to the show. And the question is, if Alexis Knox or the Hudson team were a position group in football, which would they be and why? For me, I think that they would be the offensive line. If you are familiar with football and the game of football, it starts and ends in those trenches. And you can't get a playoff until the center snaps it. And you can't get a playoff until uh, you get blocking. So pass plays and, and big shots down the field don't happen unless, you know, alignment are in their in their pass protection. You know, they're in their protecting the quarterback. You can't get those long touchdown runs from Devon to Chain if the O-line isn't blocking the correct guys for Vaughn to pop a big one. Moving into my message. And the Hudson team is the number one Zilla ranked team in the Bryan Causation area based on sales volumes and number of transactions done each year. All members of the team are former students of Texas A&M, including our friends, Alexis Knox. Alexis is a broker associate and a realtor with over five years of experience. She and the team love helping Aggies find their dream home and are with you every step of the way throughout the process. We all know the importance of a good home in college football, and us Aggies have one of the best. This is especially true in life. So if you're in the Bryan College Station area or the Austin area, contact them at 281-745-0010. That's 281-745-0010. You can also find Alexis at Alexis Knox Realtor on all social media platforms or on her website, AlexisKnoxRE.com. Uh, my guys, Moose Muhammad, Noah Thomas. Uh, Noah got his second career touchdown in cutting route, and, you know, he just outran the defender with his speed and got to the pylon. And um, it's kind of cool seeing guys who look up to you have success because I know the last couple of weeks that I've been out, and I'll be getting into that later, but the last couple of weeks that I've been out, 
I feel like I've kind of been a mentor to Noah because him and I both play the same position at receiver. We, we were both to the field. We play Z receiver. And, uh, you know, like before we do our, our chair drills, like before the games or um, sometimes during the games, I'll be in the sideline and I'll be helping signal and he'll like come up to me and he'll ask me, like, hey, like, like, can you just stand by coach? Like when they're signaling plays, like just in case like I forget or, like, hey, like what do I got in this? So for him to be that comfortable, you know, just coming up to me and just like using me as a, a cheat sheet almost, um, <clears throat> it feels good because I remember when I was like, you know, a younger guy and, you know, just going to those older guys and um, asking for advice and, you know, just making sure I knew what I was doing on the field. Um, it, it, it meant a lot. And um, now it's kind of seeing it come full circle. Now me being that older guy and me um, helping bring these younger guys along has been, it's been really fun. So uh, I'm really happy to see Noah have success. Uh, he's, he's another guy who, who works his ass off. And um, he's going to be really, really excited to watch in his next couple of years. Um, Moose Muhammad, like I said, he had three catches for 75 yards. And, you know, when Moose is on the field, he, he makes plays. And, you know, he went out there and he made plays. He got first downs. He had uh, runs after the catch. And, you know, just and, you know hearing the crowd say, Moose, you know, it's, it's a really cool atmosphere when they do that. So, um, yeah, that's another guy who he's just so talented. And with him, it, it just seems effortless because – like, like I said, I would go back to practice and some of the things that these guys do in practice is like, like extraterrestrial, like just out of this world. And Moose is one of those guys who could not catch jugs for 200 days and then come back and make spectacular ass catches. So um, I've always said that he's had, he's got the best hands on the team. And um, man, when, he just got so much talent. I'm going to just leave it at that because he's just so talented. So really happy that my guys in, in my room are uh, having success and, you know, just seeing their hard work come to fruition and, you know, just being rewarded for their hard work. So uh, moving on, some thoughts on the defense. Since I, I didn't play, but uh, guys were actually coming off the sideline and telling me that they were as physical as Auburn. And if you remember – in last week's episode, I, I kind of talked about how Auburn is probably the most physical team in the SEC. So to hear that from, and you know, I'm not trying to judge them, but they're one and nine, you know, they're not a powerhouse. Uh, you know, they're in their UMass um, and, you know, no, no, no disrespect to them, but that would be the last team that I would expect someone to come out the field and say like, Hey, like this team is physical as hell. So that was really interesting. Uh, they, they came to play. And, you know, Coach Fisher kind of said during the week that this team's going to be a pain in the ass to play just because of all the things they do. So um, they played a lot of man coverage. Little did they play zone. They they blitzed on their first they, – they blitzed on first down and third down. That's what they, they would do. The same blitz that they sent you on first down, they were sending on third down. So I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. But, you know, offensively and defensively, they they, they came to play – and um, they didn't really seem bothered by the by the weather conditions. I feel like, you know, just being in Boston and, you know, just not not Boston, excuse me, just being in Massachusetts. I, I don't know where UMass is, but, you know, just being up there in the Northeast, um, they're more prone to these types of weather conditions. So they came in like it was a regular game and, and, and it, they didn't really seem phased at all. Um, you know, you know, of course, the ball may have slipped here or there and, you know, guys may have been slipping around, but I don't think it bothered them as much as it, it bothered us. And uh, they came to play, and you know, and they kept it close. It was three to three, ten to three for a while, and I was just kind of on the sideline, like, "Damn, like, when are we gonna like take off?" And 
Um, you know, we, we did kind of score towards the end, but uh, they were, they were, they were uh, playing well, you know, just, you know, just, I feel that they were containing us and they were able to, you know, just um, get third downs and get third and longs and just having to make us pass in the, in the, in the, uh, in the weather conditions, you know, I feel like they won first and second down sometimes in the game and, and that put us in third down situations, but um, you know, just kudos to them, man, just coming to play, you know, at, at this point in the season when you're not, where you want to be and, and your season starts to feel like you, um, what's the word you misfired or you, uh, you didn't match your expectations when you came into the year, guys can really start to, you know, just tail off and, you know, just not want to play ball. And, you know, especially in the weather conditions that we experienced on Saturday, that gives guys even more of a reason to not want to go out there and play. And, you know, that they came in a long trip from Massachusetts and, you know, um, they didn't really have like a fan section because I don't know who was going to make that trip for them, but, you know, just kudos to, the, to those guys, you know, just coming out and just playing with energy and, you know, just, um, you know, just competing. And that's all you can ask when you, and when you play the game of football is just competing. So, um, moving forward, I know everyone has been, you know, talking about the attendance, like, oh, it's because they're, they're, they're three and seven. Oh, it's because. Jimbo this, Jimbo that, always because, uh, man, look, we had an 11 a.m. game. It was 39 degrees. And it was raining. So I don't know who would make that trip to the to Kyle Field. Even if we were 9-1, I, I don't think it would be a, a sellout crowd that we usually have every single week. Cause we we damn near sell out every week, so I'm not too phased by it. And and mind you, our stadium is just so big. I saw the number somewhere. We still had ninety thousand people show up to the game. So it's just that our stadium holds so much people. Ninety thousand doesn't look like a lot in Kyle Field, but if you go to like a, another stadium in a, in a smaller capacity, like ninety thousand is going to look like a sellout crowd, right or wrong. So. I'm not too phased by it. I don't think any, I don't think Coach Fisher or, or anybody was like, damn, like, like it's empty because you got to think, I don't think anybody would have made the trip. Even if I was a fan and let's say that I was a fan of a football and we were nine and one and I saw that how the weather was going to be on Saturday. I'm watching that game in the comfort of my home, eating brunch in my pajamas, sitting next to a floor heater. Like, let's be real. And I don't blame any of the fans that didn't come to the game that chose that option, that option sounds like a much better comfortable option. So, um, you know, I, I feel like with us this season, just because of all the, just how much we've been in the news as a program throughout the the whole entire year. And, you know, just how much publicity that we do get. Um, I think that the media will find any way to, you know, just, get a story out about us, you know, just something to get people to click on clickbait. I feel like we're a clickbait team this year. And I think people are just trying to find any way to, you know, just dismantle what we're doing in our program. So um, I don't, I don't pay too much mind to that. It was, it was, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. It was a, like a damn, it is kind of empty because we're just so used to sell out crowds because you got to look when we played Ole Miss, when we played Florida, um, we still had a losing record. Um, we still only have three wins and those were damn near sellouts. 
So you got to think if we if we experienced if we had the same type of weather that we had in those games and we played in that on UMass, then I I would expect the same. So I definitely think that the weather played a part for the attendance turnout. So um, everybody who's talking about it on Twitter and you know social media in general is kind of just like a one in one in in one ear and out the other. So um, can't really pay any too much mind to that, but. Um, but yeah, you know, um, just circling back and just bring everything back together to, to, you know, to wrap up the show, um, a win, no matter how you get it is just so vital to your team's confidence. And, you know, just being in the locker room, um, no one was really like in there disappointed. I mean, yes, we all, we, we all think, and we all know that we should have beat them way uh, we should have beat them by way much more than we did. And, you know, that's just common sense and common knowledge. But, you know, just we've been on a six-game losing streak, man, and we went over whatever in the month of October, and we, and we haven't won a game in just little below two months. So um, just to come back to a winning locker room and, you know, just playing music in the locker room and, you know, just seeing guys smile and just, you know, seeing guys happy again, I feel like that was really fun. And um, I think it meant, it meant a lot to everybody. And, uh, you know, hopefully that I can finish out the season strong. And um, I just kind of want to talk about my injury a little bit. I kind of forgot my bad. But, um, yeah, I, I've been having this lower back injury. And um, I don't think it's anything serious to where it's like career ending or anything like that. But it's just been kind of like a nagging type deal with me. And uh, it's been it's been really frustrating, you know. And, you know, my trainers have been taking care of me and, and everyone's been taking care of me. But, um, yeah, I have like a... I don't even think I ever said what I had. I have like a deep, deep contusion in my lower back and like where I got hit. Um, I actually had to go to the hospital after the Ole Miss game to go get it, go get a CT scan on my kidneys to make sure that, you know, any nothing bad was happening internally. And, you know, those came out good. Uh, grace be to God. But um, yeah, so I've just been dealing with this, this, this pain in my lower back and, it's kind of limiting me from doing the things that I can do to play, you know, to make, to be out there for my team, because at the same time, as much as I want to be out there, you know, as much as I want to be out there competing, I still can't play around with my back because, you know, my back, if you don't have your back, that's so that connects everything essentially. So um, I'm doing the things and I'm taking the precautionary steps in order for, me to uh, return back to play and, you know, hopefully it can be this week and I'm really striving. It can be this week because I really do want to, you know, finish out this season strong and, you know, just um, be out there for one last game with my teammates for this season. So, um, yeah. So hopefully I can get back. You guys keep me in your prayers. I'm really happy that we could come out here in the show and we can, we can break down a win and uh, yeah, that's it. I will see everybody back here on Thursday. Peace. Perfect.